Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is Done Playing by the Rules. So Janelle, how many times have you told your kids no or not yet today, do you think? 275 and a half. Oh, I'm a whole number. I'm 276. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only 3 p.m. Holy shit. And it's only Tuesday, which we... Yeah, I don't know when this is going to air. It probably won't be a Tuesday, but I know everyone knows that feeling of how is it only Tuesday? It should be Friday. Also, when we don't, we don't know when it's going to air and it's daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's on the verge of spring. So the weather is changing and today it was a tricky day and it's cold again. So our kids are back inside or outside complaining, which mine are right now. Um, I wanted to ask you how many times you've said no to your kids because I know personally, I struggle saying no over and over to my kids for simple things like, mom, will you play with me? Mom, will you build Legos with me? Mom, can we go on a walk? Or I say not yet. And it has me thinking sometimes, am I doing this because I'm selfish? And so Janelle and I wanted to kind of dive into that topic because it has been an internal struggle with both of us. We don't like telling our kids no all the time, but we know, especially being stay-at-home moms of young kids, we have to say no probably more often than not. And we try and say it in nice times. Like a lot of times I'll say, hey, that's more of an activity you should do with your sister. Or why don't you go ask your dad? (laughs) Because there's like no one really else around us right now. Yeah. Um, And it's hard and it makes me feel selfish, especially in the mornings. I don't know about you, but I like to start my mornings. So my daughter always, always, almost always sleeps in. And so I read while she sleeps and I get things done to run our family. Sometimes it looks like I'm just playing on my phone, but it's usually making a menu or ordering groceries or ordering the kids new clothes or gifts for whatever holiday is coming up or planning homeschool activities. And so it doesn't feel like self-care time, except when I am reading my book. I do enjoy that. But that's not every morning. And it makes me feel selfish when I have to keep telling my son no. And I know that my husband is working at that time. My daughter's asleep. And so he wants that interaction. And even this morning, the first thing before my eyes are even open, you ready to play with me? And I'm like, honey, no, I am not awake. And Back in the day, I don't know about you, but I used to say yes a lot more. Yes. But then I found myself dreading when we did play. And my quality mm-hmm. of play was not as good with my kids. And I would almost like come up with excuses to not play with them. Versus now I feel like when I do a play with them, it's quality. I make sure I have time. Um, and that's just one of the million and one things that I have questioned on am I too selfish to be a parent? Yeah. And Jenna and I last week, I was doing the dishes and I texted her, I think, or I Marco Polo Jew. And I said, 
you ever just think like I'm too selfish to be a mom because I don't mm-hmm. and Jenna and I hadn't spoken about this and I was like because I don't want to play these fucking games and yeah. I don't want to build any more Legos and mm-hmm. I don't want to watch you have another monster jam show where I have to pretend to keep score on my calculator on my phone yeah he makes Josh do that mm-hmm. and so I and Jenna wrote back and she was like, I'm having the same thing like Ezra once. And I was telling Josh about this today because I was like, listen to how horrible Jenna's sounds. Her <laughs> kids wanted to play this dinosaur game with her. And she has to either be a baby dinosaur where she makes baby dinosaur sounds or a mommy and just make different sounds depending on what dinosaur mm-hmm. she's allowed to be that day. I and had half Zach the time they're room. still wrong. And I'm like, yeah, you're not doing it right. right. And so, and I wasn't keeping score right. And I literally asked Josh today, I was like, how do you keep score on your calculator if it's two trucks racing each other? And he's like, oh, you have to split it in half. And I was like, these people cannot have this much control over us that I have to ask you how to do fake calculations for monster truck shows. Right. And so Jenna and I started talking and I was like, are we just too self-centered to be parents? And then I went down my Jenna loves when I go down a rabbit hole so I get an idea in my head and then I'm like we're doing an episode about this and then I started researching it and guess what we are not too selfish we just are in and I'll tell you so I'm gonna really heavily rely on a couple of articles and they're linked in the show notes and I'll tell you the authors and where I got them when we get to them but we are not too selfish also we are in the middle of a pandemic and people are working from home and people are living a lifestyle that they've never lived before. And a lot of people's, a lot of states still even aren't in person school. And Mm -hmm. so we are expected to provide some sort of entertainment. How long do they sleep? 12 hours, 12 hours a day. We're expected to pretend to be certain animals while being critiqued for it. And I told Jenna, I said, I could just as easily be a goddamn robot with a scissors and Mm -hmm. that's all they need me for. Like they just need me to cut open their boxes and pull apart Legos when they get them wrong. And then it's like, you didn't put that sticker on. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you didn't tell me like they're just little demanding like monsters that tell me I'm doing it wrong. And I started to feel really guilty. And Jenna was like, no, it's the same here. So then we wanted Mm -hmm. to dig in because this is not something that if Jenna and I don't know it about each other, moms aren't talking about this because Jenna and I talk about everything. And so when we both admitted to each other last week that we both feel too selfish to be moms, sometimes we said, we need Mm -hmm. to dig into this on the podcast because I guarantee there's other people out there that are like, I'm a shithead because I said no to playing Legos or dinos again. And the fact that we all, I don't know if we all hide it, but it is a tendency to hide how we feel about playing with our kids. And trust me, there are some people that love it. And as we get into this episode, you will see that Janelle and I do differ on things we enjoy doing with our kids. And that's completely normal. But personally, I don't know anyone that enjoys doing everything with their kids. And I think having young kids is a whole other ball game. I know before I had kids, I was like, I can't wait to have kids and I'm going to watch kid movies and I'm going to go to amusement parks and all these fun things that I loved doing. But now as a parent, holy shit, (laughs) I don't enjoy them. (laughs) never ending. And it also um, plays off of social media. When we were having our kids, we didn't know that we were going to be constantly barraged Mm -hmm. with images of moms creating elaborate science experiments and Mm -hmm. creating beautiful um, full scale, um, hopscotch sets and like all this stuff that it's just, it feels like everyone else loves it because that's the highlight reel we see on social media, but in real life, 
all parents don't like it. I've learned right from my research. Yes. And Janelle and I start talking and we're like, are we just nagging? We're like, no, I think this message needs to get out there that you are not too selfish to be a parent. You are normal. It is normal to not enjoy these things with your kids. Okay. So like we said, we talked about all of my feelings towards a lot of these things is that I am just unpaid labor. So I am cutting up. I am cleaning. I am planning. I am prepping. I am not getting any sort of um, the reward that you would think you would get for anything. No one says, I mean, they say thank you, but like Mm -hmm. half the time it's like, what do you say? Um, So Jenna and I started to talk about this and I found an article um, why it's okay to not play with your kids and why everyone doesn't like it. And then I found another article that talked about ways to reframe showing your kids that everything doesn't have to revolve around them all the time, which is something Jenna has explained to me. And I was very, very, very unaware of that. I could just say like, no, mommy wants to read because that mommy likes to read. It Mm -hmm. just had somehow in the six and a half years since I pushed that first kid out, slipped my mind that I can just have an interest that I don't have to justify to a small human. Yeah. And you're really good at that. Some of that goes back to my mom had interests. And first of all, I never felt like my mom was, I don't know, inadequate or not interested in us. My mom, while she had her flaws, like we all do, she was, I mean, I only had one mom, but I'm just going to say she was the best mom. She made us feel loved and secured and everything, but she didn't play with us 24 seven. There were times when she played with us and she gave us a great childhood, but I can remember she had so many hobbies and interests and growing up, especially as I got older, Mm -hmm. I remember friends commenting and being like, my mom was a big tennis player and they would be like, it's so cool that your mom is still doing activities and playing tennis. And at the time I didn't think much of it. Cause I'm just like, okay, like that's my mom. Yeah. I've always, I've grown up with her playing tennis. When I was five, I was playing on the swing set while she was on the court and you know, it was just so different. And I think that looking back on it, I'm like, okay, my friends were complimenting it because they don't see their mom doing things that they enjoy yeah. and love. Like yeah. it was so interesting to me. And my mom loved being outside. She loved, she didn't have a garden, but she did like landscaping. She loved doing that stuff. And I can remember her doing it. And sometimes I would go join her. I did not like tennis, so I would never join in that one. Yeah. But she always like welcomed me to join her. It was just, it's just cool now looking back. And I just have to remember that. Like I, like I said, I felt very secure with my mom and in our relationship and how she cared for me. And she had all these interests. And your complete, everything that I have researched is literally exactly what you're saying. They are telling us now, your kid can sense if it's fake. Your Mm -hmm. kid can sense if you don't want to spend time with them and you do it begrudgingly. And they would be much happier to, like, I will literally read. So this first article I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk, go over is called Playtime is Over by Rebecca Onion for Slate. And she says that you can completely see through a parent that doesn't want to play with you and it's worse Mm -hmm. for you as a parent to play with your kid begrudgingly because they can read that. And it is much better for you to invite them into something that you're already doing because they can tell you're actually enjoying the experience. So 
It says, um, before the turn of the 20th century, most American children had work to do in the home and so did their parents. Mm-hmm. But as a leisure time opened up for the middle class, the expectation was the parent participate in play. We have, of course, as a society, done what we always do and swing fully the other way. Mm-hmm. So it was originally recommended you let you, and this is kind of what you and I practice, let your kids get bored, let them find mm-hmm. things to do for themselves. But we as a society swung the other way and kind of started interjecting ourselves in their play. And Mm -hmm. that's actually over interjecting yourself in their play has proven to have negative effects on their imagination. And the mother must not only carry out caretaking activities required of a good mom, she must also bounce and sing as she does it. So that's kind of the expect that's the expectation. And that's a direct quote from the article by Rebecca Onion. We must not only do all the activities, but we must be providing an additional amount of fun on top of it. And that's not fucking fair. Yeah. Like, and I kind of want to not... go back to the imagination part you said, because I yeah. haven't read this article, but it made me think whenever I play with my kids, being an adult and having been in society a lot longer, yeah. I feel like there is a right and a wrong way to play. When my kids play with me, they try and tell me what to do. A lot of times I don't understand half the rules that they make up. Your, your and, kids have some creative rules. Right. And they'll tell me stuff and I'll try and do it. And But it is very parent directed, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But when my kids play by themselves, there's no discussion of the rules. Like they just start playing and they come up with these crazy scenarios, crazy games. So much more imagination occurs when they play with their peers by themselves with their sibling than when they play with me. And I think a lot of that is also like, I don't know about all kids, but a lot of kids want to please their parents. And so when my kids are playing with me, like they're probably doing what they think I would like. And I just want them to play. Like you're going to die when you read this article. I kept this article a secret from Jenna. So she wouldn't know all the tricks, but Jenna will be reading it with all of you guys. But it literally says the exact same thing in there. They're trying to heighten their play to where they think it's pleasing to you rather Mm -hmm. than how they want to play with their peers. So a book written by Brian Sutton Smith goes on to say, the occasional participation with and modeling of play for children seem to have a powerful influence on their own playfulness unless it is too intrusive, overpowering, or one-sided. So there is something to dipping in and out of playing with your kids. And another thing that we don't think about in all studies show that really sucking in a newborn and holding Mm -hmm. them in eye contact and talking to them and cooing for them is really great for them. But Mm -hmm. the problem as parents is we don't transition out of the newborn stage. So we think like we need to have all this eye contact Mm -hmm. and we need to be, and I'm all about like getting down on their level and getting eye contact and talking to your kid, but you don't have to coddle them as much as a newborn when they're seven, six and a half, seven years old, like our kids are. Right. And we just haven't quite cut it because we have a younger kid and it all gets blurry and sloppy, Mm -hmm. but we are really in a place now where we can start to kind of like push them to their own social experiences. Yeah. And it's been really cool. And I'm really grateful for Janelle's friendship because our boys, while they only are playing with each other and one other family, they have developed socially in such extreme positive ways. The first few times we got together, I think we both had crying, fit throwing, 
all of that normal children behavior from us and the children, right? <laughs> and it was so interesting because Janelle and I both said we're going to take the stance and we're going to take it together that we are not going to interfere unless our kids are doing something harmful. Yep, and we're just going to let it play out. And there's times when I'm like, I just have to look away because our boys yeah. are happy, but they're outright wrestling, tackling each other. They know the safe word. And then when one of them gets hurt and says, I, I just, I don't know why they kept doing it. And we're like, well, did you use your safe word? And they're like, well, no, it's like, okay, well you had the tools you chose to yeah. not use them. And it's just been, I don't know. It's been really cool for us to see them yeah, I agree. playing like that. And, and even the, the younger safe ones, word. Yeah. And the safe word we should talk about was a gift from the boy's teacher because my youngest had been biting the oldest years ago (laughs) when it was more appropriate. It'd be weird. It'd be weirder now, but I mean, my kids have been old too. So, and she said, Oh, well, how does it, and she like really dove into it. And I said, you know, Mikey just gets so excited. He doesn't know how to say stop. And so then he bites and she said, could you think of a safe word? And so the safe word at our house and Jenna's house is Mm -hmm. dragon. And if anyone says dragon, all hands have to come off. Mm -hmm. And that has been the best tool that those preschool teachers ever gave us because we know, and you and I will be looking at each other and I'll see Mm -hmm. one of us look over the other one's shoulder and be like, don't turn around, let them solve it. And we'll have to like sit there and ignore it. And they have gained so much from learning to solve it on their own rather than having us there being like, you say you're sorry to him. You say you're sorry Mm -hmm. to them. You go over here and do this. Like they fight it out and then they usually end up saying they're sorry and hugging. And I feel like the unforced sorry means so much more than if we were like, get over there to Ezra and say you're sorry. Mm -hmm. They say they're sorry 80% of the time without us saying Mm -hmm. a word. Yeah. And they do. I mean, when we play, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. The boys get into it and they yeah. will, they will scream at each other. They will yell, especially it's like, you're not playing what I want to play. But eventually we just let them go. And sometimes they will come up to us. And our first thing we always say to the kids is, well, did you talk to the other like yeah. child, whoever it was? Did you let, did you let him yeah. know? And if they say no, we say, well, try that. And then come talk to us if it doesn't work. And, you know, and our rule at our house is you use your words and then you ask an adult. So, for instance, my daughter, (laughs) she loves to push the boundaries and she is three but mighty. And if she's, say she's, they were in the bathtub the other night and she was hitting Ezra. And she wasn't doing it in a mean way, but he didn't like it. And he was like, stop, just stop. No, no, no. Like screaming. And then he came and tattled. And I said, Ezra, did you look at her and try and use your words in a way that she could understand what you were saying? He's like, no. And I was like, well, try that. And so he was like, Peyton, stop hitting me. Sure enough, she stopped right away. And that is something like we've really been working on. Like, did you use your words? If so, then come talk to mom. Or Zach will do the opposite. Zach will, Mikey, my youngest will be like hitting the oldest. And Zach will just be like, you hit me again. I hit you back. And I right? will come in and be like, see, now you're both in trouble. Yep. And it would exactly. have just been Mikey in trouble if you had said, Mikey, stop hitting me. And then when he hit you again, you came and said, mom, Mikey's still yep. hitting me. I could use some help. But instead, you mm-hmm. chose to scream at him and hit him back. And now everyone's yep. in trouble. Another thing I wanted to point out is you and I love a good play base. And so mm-hmm. the woman who wrote this article, Rebecca Onion, has a sister 
who is a founder and head of a play-based outdoor preschool. And so she sees this day in and day out. And she said, parents who played pretend with their children too much undermine Mm -hmm. the development of this fluidity because adults don't think that way anymore. We don't play and think like kids anymore. So as a kid, I used to like playing pretend, but now another mom writes, as a kid, I used to like playing pretend, but now I'd rather clean the toilet. I agree. I and fucking when my kids agree. Play pretend, if I am, say I'm a baby triceratops, they tell me to be that. Well, they're you baby triceratops. Will, will you do your baby <laughs> triceratops noise for us? I know you love <laughs> it. <laughs> Can I and do that? If it's not the right oh, pitch, it doesn't count. No. But their idea of a baby triceratops is not limited like mine is. Mine is, I have this image of a green dinosaur with three horns that Mm -hmm. walks on four legs. Well, guess what? Their triceratops in their head might be purple that can fly. And so our limitations are reflected onto our kids when we do play with them. So if you're feeling bad about not wanting to play with your kids, it's okay. And if your kids have a sibling, I'm sure you've noticed this, Janelle. If I am out of the room, they play so much nicer and get along so much better and solve their problems. But if I am in the room, it's like a whole other level. And they're just whiny. And she did this, he did that. And so when I leave the room, I don't feel that bad because I'm like, are they going to get along a little better? (laughs) So I just- It's so true. And that's another thing that she says in the article is someone said to the sister, but kids, my kids love it when I play with them. Don't you Mm -hmm. feel mean saying no? And the sister responded wisely saying, they love candy too, but you don't just let them eat candy all the time. Oh, that gave me And I, yes, I know. Yes. Doesn't that make you feel like you're not the worst anymore? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, my kids, how many things, wouldn't your kids love to have cotton candy and apple juice for breakfast mm-hmm. every day? Well, they'd also love for me to play Legos with them at 4.15 exactly. in the morning sometimes. And right. I have to say like, and that's being extreme. Like I've said no to my kids 100 times today because Mm -hmm. they don't need me and they've had fun and they, they have their little time. And it goes in the article and talks about this too, scheduling time that is absolutely unstructured play for just them. Mm -hmm. And don't be fooled into like really set it in stone. And it doesn't have to be the same time every day, but my kids know after school's done, after workouts done, after lunch is done, There's a blip in between lunch and snack that's usually Mm -hmm. an hour and a half to two hours that if they want to go in their room and listen to their audiobook and play whatever they want and trash their room, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We're going to clean it up together, but that's their time. And that is also my time. And it has become a blessing for moms that have lost that nap. Right. Or if I have something to get done, even if it's something for the family that I don't enjoy doing, it is so much easier to get it done without children around. So every day after homeschool, I send my kids outside. And I know not everyone has the same view. I don't have the ability. What about those of us who don't true. have the ability to live in an apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know my. it makes my grandma a little nervous. So my Daughter is, like I said, just turned three. We're free range parents. It's okay. Yeah. And I send them outside by themselves, but I give them the choice. Mommy is going to vacuum. This is so much easier if I don't have kids around because you guys get out toys, which makes vacuuming Mm -hmm. harder. 
you can stay inside and you can help me pick up toys and vacuum, or you can go outside and play by yourselves. 99.9% .9 of the time they choose to play outside by themselves. There might be groans and moans about doing it, but then I can't even get them inside for lunch. It's like pulling teeth because they've yeah. just engrossed themselves in this play. Yeah. And I'm not even watching them usually. I usually have a door open or a window open so I can hear or even we have an upstairs and I'll say, you can go, my, my daughter doesn't like the wind. And so I don't force her. Um, I force her to play. Force in the her out in the wind. Right. Take it. Yeah. And so, but there's only so much you can do in a garage. And so yeah. I'd like her to get some fresh air. So I, I'll say either you guys can go upstairs or help me. And so that's like another option. And it, your kids, you're not saying, no, I'm not going to play with you, but your kid feels like you're giving them an option. Yes. And usually they're going to pick the play-based option instead of helping mom clean. And if they pick to help you clean, actually give them jobs they can do. This morning before mm -hmm. school, I made the kids and they each had like a category. So my son was in charge of all, we had a lot of, we have a puppy. So all the dog toys, he had to pick all the dog toys up and put them away. And we had had a reading fest last night. And so we had a ton of books out. So my daughter was in charge of stacking the books and putting them on the stairs. Very age appropriate, super yeah. easy. No one complained, but guess what? I got stuff done because I was, I was cleaning toilets. Actually, I was cleaning toilets while they did that and <laughs> literally better powerful. than pretend play. <laughs> exactly. And so if your kids say, because trust me, there are those kids that will be like, well, then I want to help you clean. Then have yeah. them help you clean. Don't be like, oh, well, Gladly. no, you're going to play, play outside. Like make them help you. My and that's a big part. <laughs> That's a big part of a couple of the articles I've read. And so the next article I'll talk about is the solutions for things you can say. And the number one thing is, and I do this with my kids too, is, oh yeah, I have to do this right now though. But if you'd love, if you, if you want to come help me unload the dishwasher, I'd love to have your help. Mm -hmm. My kids are solely responsible for unloading the dishwasher when their dad isn't home, who's a helicopter parent, will do everything for them. <laughs> or they put laundry in the washer because we have one of those mm -hmm. low front washers and Zach will put it in the dryer because he can like shoot baskets. But that's a suggestion in the next mm -hmm. article is how to say no, which mm -hmm. is something you and I find tricky because the wording is so weird. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm just always being like, no, 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 no. And so I was reading through this and this is an article from Motherly. It's called six phrases for when your child wants to play and you need a break, mama. And it is by Christina Clemmer. And her first actual suggestion is, I will be cleaning the kitchen. You're welcome to join me. And we use that a ton. And it's actually, and in the other article, it talks about how kids actually, if you give them the choice between pretend play and real life play, they mm -hmm. enjoy real life play over pretend play more times than not. So mm -hmm. you don't always have to engage in pretend play. It is something beneficial for their brain. Obviously, we all know that. Mm -hmm. But there are also really, really, really proven benefits to them playing in a way that is helping around the house and learning. That's why kids like play kitchens. Yeah, it's part sense. of being a grown up. And so mm -hmm. my kids will come in like I was just making cookies and like he was like, can you open this dragon for me or something? And I was like, no, I'm making cookies. Would you like to instead help me put the cookies on the cookie sheet? And he was like, I'm baking. I'm so good Aww. at baking. This is another one. Um, number two is I am not able to blank right now, which my mm -hmm. husband had to use last night. 
I'm not able to wrestle right now because they always want to wrestle. And he said, but I would love to read your dragon book with you. Mm-hmm. Always have an option to have an, uh, an other variable that you can add in. Something that's yeah. sitting if you don't feel like being active. Something that's active if you don't feel like sitting. I am a, mm-hmm. I like to be moving all the time. So mine is always, you can do yoga because they are mm-hmm. obsessed with Cosmic Kids Yoga. You can do yoga or we can go for our three-mile walk. You right. pick. And yeah. they almost always pick yoga, but once in a while I get to go on my walk that I love. Yeah. But the third one on here is one that you're really good at and one you taught me. I'm going to read for 20 minutes and then I will be able to mm-hmm. play Legos with you. Yeah. And that sounds like something your mom was really good at too, which is my interest is what I'm going to do first. And then I would mm-hmm. love to join you in your interest. And this is something that was very foreign to me two days ago when you explained it to me. Yeah. And it shows your kids that it's okay to have your interest. And I always tell my kids, mommy is a person, mommy has feelings, mommy has a physical body that hurts when you climb on it. And I explain that to them. And so I tell them, I'm like, I have boundaries. I have areas. I don't Mm -hmm. like you to touch on my body. And it's the same thing with your hobbies. You need to protect yourself and your mental health. And I let my kids know that this is what I enjoy. And so I'm going to do this. And when I do things that I enjoy, it helps me to then enjoy things with you. And sometimes my, like a lot of times my son will be like, why are you always X? Why are you always doing your podcast? Why are you always reading? And he goes, he's at the age where he goes to the extreme because I'm not (laughs) always doing things. (laughs) And so I say, well, why are you always playing with your, he got a new boat toy with your boat toy. And he's like, because I love it. And I was like, so how you feel about that toy is how I feel about reading. And I was like, what happens when you don't get to play with your toy, but you see it sitting there all day? And he's like, I get sad and I really want it. And I was like, exactly. And then you have a hard time focusing at school and you have a hard time listening to mommy because you're thinking about that toy and this activity you want to do. So if you can go do that stuff, mommy can do her little bit of reading and I will feel good and feel charged and ready to go. And he's like, okay. Like there's not really much arguing. (laughs) And I had never even, and I still have never explained all those things to my kids. Like I've never said like to my, I just say, don't jump on my back because you could hurt me. I've never explained to Mikey, like don't jump on my back because I am too, my kids, Mm -hmm. I don't think children are, children aren't wrong. They don't see you as a person always. You're kind Mm -hmm. of like a means to an end. If you've Mm -hmm. made them feel secure enough, they are fine to just use you. Yeah. As sort of a vessel for what they need. And mm-hmm. that means you did a good job, but it also right. is exhausting because there aren't the lovies and snuggles once your yes. kids get past the first certain age to tell you thank you for that. Right. And I know there is this big push to not saying no to your kids because it's a very negative word. And I go back and forth on that. I think it's healthy for your kids to be told no because it shows them yeah. boundaries. But I completely mm-hmm. respect people who do not like that word and don't like anything negative. And so this is where your situations, where your options come in. And so if my son came up to me and said at six in the morning, can you play dinos with me? Instead of saying no, if you feel like you're always saying no, and I get that, that gets to your heart after a while. And you feel like that's all you did all day. Yeah. This is where you could say, 
mommy is still resting. I'm still waking up. I would love to listen to a story on Alexa. Hopefully I said that soft enough to not set all of y'all's Alexa. She's all, like, what can I off. do for you? <laughs> right. And, or mommy is happy to read to you but I want to kind of be relaxing. And so you're not saying no to your child. You're giving them another option. And I think yeah. that that is something that will help protect your mental health. If you're feeling like you're being selfish because, but you're not, you're not being selfish. It's okay to say no to your child. But if you're feeling that way, try giving them options that are okay to you and explain that to your child. Because if you're just like, if they're saying, will you play this boat with me? And you're like, uh, I'll listen to stories. They're like, well, that's not what I wanted to do. So if you explain to them, I'm still yeah. waking up. Like I need to rest. I need to still relax. I'm still laying down. I'm not ready to get up. It usually helps them understand a little. And I know it's a little trickier with like the younger your kid is, but a lot of times the younger your kid is, yeah. they're not really interested in playing with you. They just want to cuddle you. So they just want to give cuddle. them all my heels still come in and cuddle me for 30 yes. minutes. But Zach came in literally last week and it was 520 in the morning and was like, I need a Lego sticker. And I was like, I, I can't even yeah. see yet. My eyes do not work yet. I cannot. Yeah. Put a, and he was like standing at the side of my bed, like a little gremlin <laughs> with course. a sticker and a Lego at 520 in the morning. And I was like, bro, I cannot even no. get my eyes open. But he right? got up at God knows what time and started building this Lego thing. And I was just like, I need, I always tell him my eyes don't work for a while after I wake up, which I don't really think they do. But I always say, like, I need a few minutes for my eyes to adjust to the light because it gets very bright in my eyes. And like, yeah, holy shit, I'm not going to put a sticker on your Lego at 520 in the morning. How is this real life? But right. that goes on to another point, which is from the Rebecca Onion article. She talks about, and this is something that my husband is amazing at and I am fucking terrible at. <laughs> so I am quantity over quality play. I am mm. sort of playing sense. all day. Yes. He So she calls this pure attention play for short periods. Mm -hmm. Unequivocally, all studies that reference short uh, pure attention play say you have to put your phone away. Mm -hmm. Given, but also nice to be reminded. And my husband, so the rules are no phone, no wandering thoughts and float with the child is what she describes. And so my husband will go in after he is done working and full on no phones that my kids like to wrestle. And he will, sometimes he's like a bucking Bronco. Sometimes oh, like he's, he's shredder right now and they're Ninja Turtles and they will full on sweaty battle for mm -hmm. like 30 minutes. And then he will full on read with them for 30 minutes. And he is completely there with them and completely invested in them. And I often wonder if that 30 minutes they get from him doesn't mm -hmm. fill their cup up more than any play that I'm doing with them throughout the day. So I have two points on that. First, I think it's very important that you said your husband comes out from working all day. So he has not had to interact or gotten the chance to interact with your children all day. Not as had moms, to or not. <laughs> right? As moms, we are asked a million and one times a day versus mm -hmm. our husbands or whoever the provider is, your spouse, your partner, or if you're a single mom, they've been working. And if you're a single mom, you're working plus entertaining your kids if they're home. And it's a yes. lot. 
It's a lot. That's and true. as a mom, like yeah. our minds do not turn off. I tell my husband, I'm like, you get off work and your mind goes blank. I get done yeah. with school and I think we have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do this because this family has to run. I think that's such a different point in husbands or whoever provider spouse versus the one who is staying home with. Well, and even if you're in a dual income household, they call it the default parent. There's a parent that generally ends up being the mom, but if it's the dad, you're the default parent and you're a dad and you're listening to this, you're in charge of making sure you don't run out of diapers. You're in charge Mm -hmm. of making sure you don't run out of vitamins. You're in charge of making sure you don't run out of formula. You're in charge of doctor's appointment. There is a parent generally, and this is generally speaking, that is responsible for all those things. So my husband, like you said, my husband gets off work, then he can shut his brain off and go wrestle with the boys. And I immediately get on my phone and start trying to figure out why our probiotics didn't get delivered and where this Mm -hmm. package is missing. And what my son needs eight T pants now because he outgrew mm-hmm. his seven T's. And like that's the so I go right into the next phase yeah. of my mom mode day where he can fully yeah. disengage. And I wish I could fully disengage, but if you have the ability and you or if you're a working single mom and mm-hmm. you feel guilty that you're not spending enough time, if you can take a half hour of fully immersing yourself in play, you're filling up that cup for the day more so probably than I am spending all day telling them I don't want to play this game with you. And my next point was a question. Does Josh enjoy doing that? I think he does. Um, I think he would rather sit on the couch and scroll his phone. But Josh also traveled and was gone for so long and missed Mm -hmm. out on so much with the kids that I think he enjoys it, but he did last night say to them they wanted to wrestle. And he was like, I can't wrestle tonight. Like my back is sore, Mm -hmm. Um, but I will read the dragon book with you. And he fully will read the, and he reads the whole book (laughs) and it's like 15 chapters. And I could never, ever, he'll read for an hour and a half and he is happy as a clam to do it. And I could never. And so I think that's a good point. And that's something I haven't really thought of, but I would like to implement in our lives is finding that thing that interests you that you can fully immerse yourself in with your children. Yes. That's wrestling, do wrestling. I do not like wrestling. I don't, Ugh. I'm like, you touched me all day. Get your hands Get your away from me. Rubby right little right? salty hands off me. But I love a good walk and talk. That's what we call them at our house. Like we take, we have a puppy, we take him, we walk we talk and it's usually my older son and I, my daughter loves a good cuddle session in our bed. Sometimes she wants to hear lullabies. Is that what I would choose to do in my free time? No, but that is something that I am very happy to do with my kids fully engaged, immersed. I also love riding bikes with my kids. And that is something I will happily, happily do. Like if they ask me to do that, chances are I won't say no, unless I really have something to do. And so I think that's a really good point that we could all try is fill our kids cup by doing the activities that we like doing with them with them. Because like Janelle said, they can tell when you're not fully immersed and you're not fully into it. Yeah. They have a sixth sense. You can't fake it with them. And that's actually her last point that Rebecca Onion makes in her Slate article is stop being so hard on yourself. Things you're doing already count. And Mm -hmm. so her actual first one is walks with talks count. Yes. So you're already doing that. um, My son loves it. He climbs on like everything outside. And I just, but we as moms don't count that. 
We don't count right. that because we think that's just part of like the brushing the teeth. Like, oh, well, we have to do this. We have to do this. Playing board games on a snowy day. Like these are things that we think of as just like part of the requirements, but they are actually counting towards playing with your kid and oh, filling cool. up their cup. And you and yeah. I have talked also about how we, I love baking with my kids. Mm-hmm. Love it they will ask me in the middle of the day, can we bake a cake? And Jenna knows I will bake a cake. Like I love baking with them. Jenna, do you love baking with your kids? Um, I do not like baking period. And then you add kids in that. And I would rather <laughs> clean the toilet with my own toothbrush than bake with my See? kids. <laughs> and I would rather listen to my podcast on my walks and mm-hmm. intermittently pause it when Zach has something important to tell me then go for a full long walk and just babble talk. And so think of things like you and I have different things we love and different things we loathe. And those Mm -hmm. are okay as long as we're finding kind of the little things we can do that we can enjoy. We don't have to sacrifice and be miserable because like you said, Mm -hmm. and like all these articles have said, they can feel if we're miserable. So mm-hmm. let's write a list of five things maybe that they like, we like, and we can do together. Or that doesn't mean you have to do five in a day. Oh my God. I'd like, rather never, no. never five in a week. No, no. do five in yeah. a month. I don't care. And I yeah. know personally, I get the homeschool slash play burnout hard. So I love teaching, but teaching your child, especially if you have a spirited child, I feel you. Yeah. Ezra and I butt heads because he is so spirited. He's also very intelligent. And so teaching him is a challenge and trying to make things interesting to him as well as not be, I don't want to say manipulative because that sounds mean, but my son will try and break the rules without fully breaking He's the rules. He's so smart. He adds excitement yeah. to his day by yes. pushing your buttons. And honestly, yes. I am yeah. so smart. I had excitement to my day by pushing Josh's buttons. So exactly. that's why Ezra and yes. I are best friends. Right. It's not manipulative. So, it's just no. so much more fun to push someone's buttons sometimes. Yes. And so <laughs> after school, I sometimes need that break. Yeah. And my son will say things like, well, you never play with us. <laughs> he loves those never statements, which loves if it. you have a six, I don't know mm. when it ends to. Oh, they love it, it. They love to say that because they know it gets under your skin. And I, I say, never get to do anything. Right? Well, and I said to him, well, I just did homeschool with you. And I've just been with you for the last, since you woke up. And now it's <laughs> noon. And he's like, but that's not playing. And it's like, that's actually true. And so I have to remember, like, that's not playing. And I have to just tell yeah. him, you need to go outside with your sister for a little bit while I get a few things done. I decompress. There, I think it was yesterday, I think I told you, I had a hard, hard homeschool day. And I had to stop in the middle of the day and go meditate. And I told the kids, I was like, I need to do this for my mental health. I I don't care what you guys do as long as you do not interrupt me while I meditate because I just needed that. Um, And I tell them this because I, I always tell them, I'm like, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm not saying this to make you think I don't like homeschool. I'm just telling you this because I want you to use these tools when you feel like this. And my son, I'll catch him doing like deep breaths and like repeating little mantras to himself. <laughs> the cutest little thing. And I'm just He'll so be in school one that. day. He's going to be in your homeschool one day and be like, I just need a minute to go meditate. Right. Like, He'll be in the corner, like 
there is peace within me. I, I am okay. I am safe. I am calm. I am cared yes. for. Yep. And like today he's doing something hard and he was like talking to himself and he's like, just breathe, Ezra. You got this, Ezra. You know this. You can do this. And he was like, I think he had written 12 instead of 21. And then he wrote it and he was like, that's right. That's it. That's it. He's like hyping himself up. And I just like listened to it. I was just like, I'm here for this. But I totally agree with you. Yesterday was mm-hmm. a shit show. And like he's, we've said, I was real snappy with my kids in the morning. And I said to them during homeschool, I said, I am sorry I was snappy with you this morning. I have kind of a neck ache. I didn't sleep last night. And they were like, why didn't you sleep last night? I was like, I ate a whole bag of Swedish fish and had a tummy ache all night. And like, I like to explain to my kids, like, yeah, guess Mm -hmm. what? Mommies also eat a whole bag of candy and get a tummy ache. It's not just we tell you, you can't have candy. Sometimes we tell you, you can't have candy because we know what we can do to ourselves. And so I think leveling the playing field like that helps. Yes, But it's hard in the moment when you're so used to like I am just used to growing up in the nineties when it was like Mm. parents dominate the house and kids kind of, we, I remember people saying around me when I was a kid growing up, like kids are meant to be seen and not heard multiple Mm -hmm. times. And like, that was not an uncommon thing to hear as a kid in the eighties and nineties. And so obviously that does something to our psyche and we still feel the need to dominate our kids sometimes. And that's not really going to get us anywhere. I have another tip that goes along with the saying no, but is a little off topic ish. So I feel like a lot of the times I have to say, hold on, hold on, hold on all day. And to me, that feels like a no, a lot of the times and half the time, a lot of times I catch my husband doing this one. I am doing stuff for my kids that they can do or that their sibling can help them do. And I tell my son, it is not your responsibility to help your sister with anything potty related. But if she needs help opening a snack, that is something as a big brother that I expect you to do. And so if your kid is relying on you to do everything and you feel that pressure, that negativity of like, I'm getting drained. I just had to do everything for my children. Sit back and be like, what can they do? And a lot of times I will say it in a joking way. Like with my son, he'll be like, mom, can you get me dressed? There are times when I am getting my daughter dressed and I am feeding the dogs and I'm doing three other things. And he asks me to get dressed. And I will jokingly be like, okay, let me go grab my fourth hand and I will get you dressed. And he loves sarcasm. And so this loves it. Yeah. And so he'll just start giggling and he'll be like, and I'll be like, my fourth hand is reaching to you. It's putting your shirt on. And he'll like, pull it on. Or he'll be like, can you open this bar for me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, who took your hands? Did someone take them? And then he thinks it's a whole game. And then by the end, he ends up opening it. Or with my daughter, who's three, a lot of the times I'll be like, no way. Can you do that by yourself? And she thinks it's like so cool. Like, can you put that straw in the drink by yourself? And then she's like, yeah. And she just does it. And so if you feel like you're also doing everything and then after they show you that they can do it, you can be like, remember the other day. Remember, I'll never forget that you can do that yourself now. And personally, when I start laughing and joking with my kids, even if my mood was awful, it just takes it to a whole other level. Doing those little like light spirited things with your kids, making them laugh, making them be like, no way you can do that. And it's funny because now I'll catch my son saying it to my daughter 
And he'll be like, no way, Kate, can you do that by yourself? And she'll be like, yeah. And then she'll go do it. And yeah. Yes. Anything they can learn to do for themselves is such a big help. And I also, my oldest has some expectations in terms of helping his brother. And he'll say, why do I have, like, he's expected to take out both of their clothes because their Mm -hmm. dresser is next to each other. Like you take out your underwear and my, like you're supposed to take out clothes for Mikey and he'll be like, why do I have to help Mikey get dressed? And I say, it helps mom so much. You're already Mm -hmm. here and you can just pull out one extra thing and I can go get five things done in the kitchen that you don't have to do. And we're Mm -hmm. a team. And so you helping me with that part of the team, I get to do two extra things for you on this Mm -hmm. end of the team. And so being a helper in the family Mm-hmm. brings kids joy that we don't yeah. think about and is cited in this article that you guys could all go read and we'll link it in the show notes and real life chores do bring them happiness but yeah. it isn't a substitute for pretend play but a mm-hmm. lot more of that pretend play can be put on their plates and a lot more mm-hmm. real life activities together that you thoroughly yeah. enjoy can the other day Zach would not get off of me, leave me alone. And so I was mm. like, I haven't read my book in two days. I'd like to read my book for a few minutes this morning. And he was like, can you read it to me? And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and it was the, have you read the silent patient? Yes. I want to know how this part- turned out because this happened to us too. I would, I want to know how this But did out. you have to also read Ezra the part where one of the people in the silent patient gouges out the other one's eyeball with a paintbrush? <laughs> no. And what did Zach do? <laughs> he was like, I like skipped over a couple of the sentences that were the most gory. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, she poked her in the eye with a paintbrush. And he was like, this book is so good. And I was like, okay. See, my kids had the opposite. Peyton asked me to read to her the other day when we were cuddling in bed. And because a lot of times she'll go grab a book and she obviously can't read, but she'll look through the pictures. Just she loves to play mama, we call it. Basically, she does what I do. And yeah. she was like, will you read me your book? And I was like, um, okay. And I don't even remember what I was reading, but it wasn't like an exciting part. And she was like, that's really boring. You could stop now. And I was like, cool. <laughs> See, Zach would sit there. He will read, on a, he'll listen to an entire book by me. And I was like, if he's going to keep, like I've given, I gave him three. I was like, why don't you build your Lego set or play mm-hmm. with your transformers or play with your math cubes? And he was like, no, I want to snuggle with you. Can you just read your book to me? And I was like, okay. And I yep. just like, let's try it. And now he like, how did the silent patient end up? Did that woman get in trouble? Like I yeah, love reading I love and he yeah. realizes that I read something and that's a different genre than his, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like that shows him like, oh, how scandalous. Zach loves a scandal as much as Ezra yes. loves sarcasm. Yeah. And so I felt like he was very like, oh, look at me. And we got, it was just, it was a really fun, like That's silly cute. thing. I love it. It was so fun. That's really cute. Um, so Janelle, do you want to kind of popcorn some things? Like I'll say a topic and we say whether we enjoy it or not. Cause I know we talked about Ooh, a few. I would love to. Okay. My first one is working out with your kids, whether that's running and they come along or they're in the workout. If you have a workout room or workout space with you, I'd rather you, die. I agree. I okay. Have I my son get, and yep. it's it's it takes five years to do a yeah. mile, and yeah. I know people really like it. And I think maybe when Zach is able to like ride a bike, well, maybe it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But 
but they have iPads that they are only allowed to use while I work out. And Mm. so they look forward to my workout. I look forward to my workout. They are not allowed to interrupt me unless it is a potty emergency. I have to be able to fully zone out while I work out in order to recharge my batteries and having to even remotely think about if there's a car coming or if they're safe Mm -hmm. or what they're doing. Yeah. And so here's some tips if you're in this situation that I've come across just personally. Um, first of all, my workout room overlooks our backyard. So this is usually, I usually do it after homeschool. I send them back there and I say, you have to stay in the backyard or you have to come in and read books. And they will usually Ooh. pick to go out there because they they know they need to be doing something like calming if they're inside because I can't yeah. be helping them with anything. Or if I, a lot of times if they're playing outside and it's nice, I'll work out outside and I'll set up my mat. And then I have another like dirty, dingy mat. And I tell them, you have to stay on your mat or your workout's over. Because yes, you know, kids, they will climb under you, over you, between you, find spaces you didn't even know you had. So yeah, I agree. I do not, but I would prefer that they just stay outside and I get my workout done, which is usually the case. Watching kid movies. I can watch them one time. I cannot watch them multiple times. I had so much fun watching Bigfoot Family with Zach the first time. And we're on like time number 14 now. And I Mm -hmm. would rather like slice my head off. Okay. See, I have like two or three solid kid movies that I like. And besides that, I'm just not into it. Can you watch them multiple times? Yeah, but it's like Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's oh, like, yeah. But see, even you know, that we overwatched. Of. Yeah, I can watch Greatest yeah. Showman, Nightmare Before Christmas, and like one other one yeah. more than once, but it has to be like six months apart. Okay, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> we already touched on playing with them. Listening to kid music. <laughs> no, 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 no. I You're better at this than I am, I think. I'm an ish. I am okay if it is what is occupying my kids and I need that time to get something done. My kids love, we have a screened in back porch and they love to be out there blasting their choice of music. It's not always kid music. They also love the Thunder Rolls. I think it's Garth Brooks. Um, (laughs) They love this other like Drops in the Ocean song. So they're not all like unbearable kid music, but there's also Pink Fong in there multiple times. And I don't even know what that is, thank God. It's like, that's who makes like Baby Shark and all those. Like, Uh. I don't know. Um, I am cool with it to an extent. Would I like to listen to it? No. Um, but yeah, I know people, do you listen to it in the car? I know a lot of people listen to it in the car. We do it as a treat. Okay. And so it's like on not Fridays because we didn't go to school on Friday. So I guess it would have been Thursdays only. We listen, listen to it coming home from school to start our weekend. So that's kind of cute. I'll give you that. And it was, it was fun. Um, I've been but, very lucky and Jenna knows this, my kids. Okay. And, but we, my kids and I have completely different music tastes, mm-hmm. which is hard. So my kids are cool because they like heavy metal, but they like, like scream metal mm-hmm. and I don't. And Josh will listen to that with them. So that's a special thing they do with dad. Dad will take you out in the truck and you guys can listen to like whatever the radio stage. So I'll listen to like Ozzy with them, but I will not go into the like screaming slipknot with them. Mm -hmm. And they would listen to all screaming music if I let them, but I like rap and country and they 
hate rap. So the other day I got to do they really? My kids I like it. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Every time I start playing so it, funny. Mikey goes, I don't like this. Turn it off. And so the other day I got to go be with my girlfriend and I was like, Oh my God, I listened to the entire homecoming Beyonce live yes. by myself and was just and like listening to like Trina. I don't know if you remember. Uh-huh. The other thing we do a lot, especially if we're actually it's only if we're all four in the car together, like my husband, we will play, we call it play DJ. And so it's each person Ooh. picks. And so it's kind of like a round table. And there's usually complaints about someone's song. Um, but then you only have to listen to like my daughter almost always picks Baby Shark or Rudolph. <laughs> and so you only have to listen to that. But you know it's going to end shortly. Yes, exactly. Um, going out to That's eat. That's a really good idea. Love. Do not love. <laughs> but love. My kids I miss it. It's the number one still. thing I miss during the pandemic. My kids don't sit still and they're not great in restaurants. They get bored very, very easily. And we are not a screen family. There there has been a time, I think it's two or three times where my husband and I are like, we need a break. And we have taken iPads and been those parents that we said we would never be because my kids love for me to eat crow. We have sat iPads down and had a date night because my kids don't get much screen time. So that completely occupies them. And we've just propped up screens and had basically a date night. Dude, nobody's here to judge anymore. It's 2021. If you need a fucking iPad, babysitters are expensive as shit. And now we're coming into a place where like some of us are going to have COVID shots and babysitters aren't. And like, it's all going to be hard for like, Mm -hmm. if you see somebody out with their kid on an iPad on a date, oh, there is no judgment. Or you you don't order them a goddamn drink. Right. Yes. My, I growing up, I didn't like restaurants. And so if that kid doesn't like restaurants and you're just doing it to get them there, then do it. If you don't feel like cooking, do it. Like, but I just do not, I get stressed out and I feel rushed. Whereas I would like to go to a restaurant and take my time and not worry about like, Oh, is our waiter coming back with the bill? My kids are getting antsy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think that also goes back to, I didn't like restaurants as a kid. So that could be part of it too. Um, doing science. We're going to dive into this with your kids. Hate. Love. Hate. But you would. I love crafty, hands-on things. When I was a Ate teacher, it. science was my favorite. I will make little flip books. I will make foldables. I will do experiments. I will do all of it, and I love it. No, 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 no. I don't. What do you not like? Do you not like like the planning, just any of it, or what? I don't like the planning. I I was now okay. So think about this. You were a teacher, so you have like a bank to pull from. That's true. I literally have to go onto Pinterest and be like, mm-hmm. okay, so here's the entirety of Pinterest. And now I have to try to narrow it down to things that might engage my kids. And then I have to try to narrow it down to things that are age appropriate for my kids. Now I have to narrow it down to what do I have supplies mm-hmm. for? Now I have to narrow it down to printing out like what we're going to learn from this. Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I also hate crafting. I've never, I don't know how to knit. I don't know how to, I just bought my first hot glue gun literally like during the <laughs> pandemic. Like, And I'm over I here like redoing dollhouses. Like, yes, yeah. exactly. Like I, don't I know love how it. To, yeah. I've, I've never painted a room. I have never cut a piece of wood. Like I don't yeah. get it. And so yeah. it's just not something that works in my brain. And that is one of the things I really do mm-hmm. miss. Vex entire science knowledge of this homeschool year is everything he's learned on wildcrats or hey, that's sisters a lot, on YouTube. Actually. Yeah. That's all I got. 
But I will say that Pinterest is a mind fuck. I know I use that word a, a lot, but it really is because your science lessons on Pinterest have to be explosive and shoot to the sky and all this stuff. My kids, they can tie a string to a balloon with helium and a string to a balloon that they blew up with their mouth. And that is the coolest experiment they've ever yes. done. And we, but we do have a helium tank at our house because I, yeah, which is we've had so many, unfair. right. We've had so, so many birthdays and my kids love my balloons will entertain my kids for hours, like a helium balloon. And they just play volleyball. Like, Oh my it God, has been my, worth the money. So we, yeah. Now so that we I know you have, have a helium one. tank, I'm going to leave your house with a helium balloon every time. I mean, how do you think I had that one for Mikey for his birthday, even though it got popped within five minutes? I didn't but. even think about that. I was like, Jenna went to a store and got a balloon. Right? Wow. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Audio books that your kids listen to, or I think it's, what is it called? Story time? Um, uh, Amazon story time that are both of our boys are obsessed with. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I am fine with it um, because I kind of handpick their stories. Um, I won't listen to their uh, Amazon story time because it's so boring and dumb to me. They do that in their own room time. But we also always have a good audible book on the ready. And Mm -hmm. so, right. So they did um, like all the Ronald Dahl books. So they did like James and the Giant Peach, Big Friendly Mm -hmm. Giant. And now they're doing The Secret Garden. So during their meal times, if if they're arguing or if it's mm-hmm. just like not working, they are allowed to put on one of their audiobooks because Zach is very auditory. Yeah. And they love it. And I I say no a couple meals here and there just because I'm like, mm-hmm. let's just like have a break because the constant noise starts to get to me. And I yes. can't, because of my undiagnosed ADHD that I know I'm going to be diagnosed with. I can't read my book while they listen to a book. I can't either at all. No. So it has to be a book that I can tolerate. And The Secret Garden has been really fun because it's like so outdated. Like it's for sure going to get 2021 canceled soon because it is so inappropriate. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. There's so much like, no, it's bad. Um, There's like a whole chapter about like slaves and servants. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear you. All this stuff. Yeah, they haven't asked me, but they don't ask me anything. But Zach loves anything that's like mysterious and magical. And mm-hmm. so we collaborate on what he is going to listen to on Audible. He's not allowed okay. to just like listen to garbage because I'm yeah. going to be listening to it as well. But if he wants to listen to his Amazon Storytime garbage all day, that's his choice because it's in his room. Cool. I am not a fan. Um, similar. <laughs> cool. I hate it. <laughs> I, but I, my son likes story podcasts, which a lot of times they are cute, but we mostly do it. He does Amazon story time when he's falling asleep. He really likes, so my son gets car sick. Actually, both my kids get car sick and we can't do screens at all in the car. No. Yeah. Us either. Yes. But we also can't do anything looking down. So we can't do like little activity books. No, it's the even, worst. Yes. We've even had times where it's been like my kids are playing with something like a little toy in their hand. And if yeah. they're looking down playing with it, they get sick. Yeah. So we have to do a lot where they can keep their eyes up. And so we were doing the podcast and these stories in the car. Well, first of all, my son doesn't want us to talk because he is also very auditory, but yeah. he struggles if there are any distractions at all. And so he yeah. was struggling if we talked. So my husband and I can't talk. And there were times where we go visit my grandparents who live eight hours away. And we're like, seriously, we can't even talk. And so I'm just sitting we here. We just have to listen to the yes. shitty story the whole right? way. 
And I can't look at screens a lot in the car or I, I get car either. sick. I and know. so I'm just like sitting here like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> we did buy them an iPod. It's not really an iPod. It's like an off brand because they don't, I don't think they even make, I, I don't know if they make iPods anymore. It's like an old school little one. We got a little splitter headphone and both my kids have these, they're called car seat headphones. So they don't have like the big ear things. They just are like a headband yeah. that goes around their head and they listen to that. I'm yeah. also telling you, cause I've asked you like six times to send me the yes. link to this. So no, now I'm you're going to link it. You're going to link it in the show notes. Cause I want the splitter and the headphones too. You're going to link yes. it in the show notes. So all the okay. other moms can get it. Too. I have to ask my in-laws. That's what I asked for, for my kids. So that was a Christmas yeah. gift, but I don't let my son like listen to it outside of car travel. Keep um, it special. Uh, I always exactly. say like, you know, they say, keep it simple, stupid. I always tell my sweet husband, keep it special, stupid. Yes. Like don't use our special things for all the mm-hmm. time because they don't work as special things anymore. Like my kids know they're not allowed to touch my phone, but if we're going to a doctor's appointment or something, that's mm-hmm. like, like I had like a bad case of vertigo last year and I had to go to a bunch mm-hmm. of doctor's appointments that I didn't have childcare and they were allowed to do whatever they wanted on my phone. Keep it special, stupid. Yes. Find your special thing that can occupy yeah. them that you feel good about and keep it special and keep it put away. Their iPads are hidden in a drawer over here. And they know that mm-hmm. when I go get my workout shoes on, they can go get their iPads and they oh, stay awesome. there otherwise. Like yeah. keep it in a special place that's your responsibility. If you don't plug your iPad in and it's not ready for the workout, you don't get an iPad and you get to watch your mm-hmm. brothers. Like it's yeah. all you. It's your yeah. if you drop your iPad and it breaks, you're gonna have to give me money for your iPad. Like Perfect. it's your yeah. thing. Okay. Bowling. What is that word? Bowling? That's what, yeah, bowling. Oh my God. You and I say it so differently because I'm so say? Midwest. Bowling. Bowling. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> bowling. <laughs> I like that you can't even understand my accent. My Midwest accent is so grotesque. Oh my God. I love it's it. so over enunciated. <laughs> I was literally, okay, so. That's funny you should ask that because Mikey <laughs> just asked to go bowling today. And I said, Josh, do you remember like Mikey hated it, but now he's begging to go again. And so previously I would have said I hate bowling because Mikey would just be so grumpy the mm. whole time. But now he's like two years older than that. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you yeah. love or hate it? I've never been with my kids. Really? Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe Ezra I did take really Ezra like once, but I think I would enjoy it. Um, I think you arcade, would too. Arcades. Did I say that? Right? Hate and Josh loves. Okay. I love. Send Josh and me. Shut up. You do I not love it. it. Oh I my God. Okay. It. So this has been a point of contention because Josh has found some arcade around here that's empty on Sunday afternoons what? and has been taking the kids. And they wear their masks and know they can't like touch their faces or anything. And there's no one else in the whole place. I and they're obsessed name. with it. They're, I love I, it. Okay. I think it's attached to a bowling alley, but he's never seen any other one person bowling there when he's been there. And I was How like, are they in business? Gonna, <laughs> that's why I said, I'm like, this place is going to get shut down. He's like, not the amount of money we spend there every Sunday. But don't tell kids, me, don't tell me. <laughs> the kids fucking love it. And we literally were talking about this during coffee this morning because Zach was like, I want you to come and see the Ninja Turtle game. And I said, ask daddy if I've ever made it more fun at an arcade. And he said, no, she, mom will make it not. I don't like any of it. I don't like the 
amount of money that it costs. I don't like yeah. waiting. I don't like any of it. And Josh goes, oh, but one time, one time your mom found a cruise in USA game and she got mm, excited because she fun. used to play that. Yeah. Cause I used to play that as a kid and he goes, yeah. other than that, I've been to 100 arcades with your mom and it has never been fun. So just so this let is where you can home. be like, tell dad to send me a video of this game and I will watch it over and over. I, and w- you can tell I would love to it. watch it. Oh my God. You love arcades though. I, I can't do. believe this. Guess what? I don't like germs. If you didn't know that. You don't like germs. No. That's true. <laughs> so and I don't mind them. Like I will wipe down the handle or I will sanitize That's after. That's not that weird. Yeah. We used to take my son right after my daughter was born because I just felt like he was so, I mean, my daughter was born and he was three and a half. And so he had been an yeah. only child for so long. He really needed that one-on-one attention. Yeah. Yep. And my in-laws wanted to watch my daughter. And so I was like, cool, like I'm too tired to go out on date night. So let's go on a day date with my son. And so we would take him to yes. the case and he loves it. He's been asking to go back and I liked it. So, well, yeah. then you can go to our arcade, wherever that okay. is that I've yeah. never been to. Ugh. What about board games? Medium. Um, I like some board games and don't like others. I love like, I will play Connect Four all day. Mm-hmm. I will play Battleship occasionally if I'm in the mood. I love, for some reason, Monopoly, even though no one likes it. I like it. Um, Let's play. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. I found my Monopoly person and I'll yeah. play with the kids even though they don't get it. And like, right? I'm like, you don't want to buy that house. You should buy that house. Give me your mm-hmm. money. I'll give you this money. And they're just like, you're literally playing by yourself. Right. Um, I love it. But Josh likes to play. Like, I don't know how to play checkers or chess. And Josh plays both of those with the kids. Um, we've never tried card games. I know kids really like card games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't tried a ton of board games. I like them if my kids will play them correctly. Versus my yeah. daughter, first of all, if she's around, she's going to wipe the board and be like, ha, 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 yep. I just won. We're always flipping a board. Yes. Yep. yes. We've only done a handful, but I do like them. And our homeschool curriculum, and if you ever want information about that, Janelle and I are happy to share about that, has yeah. games, and I like those. I really, really, really like our homeschool mm-hmm. games. Zach and, and I I've, kept like, it out the other day and yeah. played it like again before bedtime for part Ooh, of I it. I like that. And I've it even- was really fun changed them around to make them applicable for my daughter because she sees yes. what we, she wants to do them. And so yes. with her, she's just like counting. And so yes. it's been fun. Um, I know you have issues at mealtime with your kids. And I think my Ugh. issues are completely different. Um, mealtime is my least favorite time. With my ch- Josh literally says if he could hire a nanny to just feed our kids, he would be thrilled because he <laughs> said that mealtime is the worst thing that he's ever had to endure. But your kids take a day and a half to eat breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of the worst. And fine. Just do not sit still. And so they rush through it and then they cough and choke or they just get super silly. But I don't yeah. mind meal time at all with my kids. Um, but I'm also not the one cooking. So. <laughs> so that's a big part of it too. When Josh is home, he cooks, but I always, almost always cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I am very paranoid about choking. And so mm-hmm. I won't leave the room when they're eating. Like mm-hmm. I might I'll I might pee, but I keep the door open so I can like see yeah. them. Yeah, like and my so son was over help. there and his like first instinct was to get up and he's eating oranges and Janelle's like 
Ezra, sit down. You're not going to choke on my watch. Like <laughs> not ever on my watch. I tell them all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. The rule here is that you have to sit down. And when you get up, yep. your, your food is gone. Cause yep. like, that's how we have to do it with Mikey. Like if you stand up, you're done. You're telling me you're done eating. If you stand up and Mikey still will do it. And I don't mm-hmm. like, I very, but like, I'm so paranoid about choking. And mm-hmm. so I never leave the room. And Josh was like, you could go throw in a load of laundry or take out a load of laundry. And I'm like, I can't though. I can't physically leave the room. So what do you do during mealtime? Are you like reading? Are you sitting there with them? I usually, now I'm reading because I, that's really what reignited reading for me. I was going to say, so that's Um, good. You at least get like something positive. But I won't even edit the podcast because I have to put on my noise canceling headphones and, and to edit the podcast. And I worry that I won't hear someone choking. That's how Mm -hmm. neurotic I am. That makes sense. So like I read a book and sometimes they listen to their, in the morning, I usually empty the dishwasher and like wipe down the counters and do kind of all the mornings or like load Mm -hmm. the dishwasher because they usually have emptied it. The mornings aren't so bad, but like the lunchtime one where I'm like, okay, we need to get like, we need to keep going. And that's also right before my break, you know, where they go in their room. Oh, so you're like, Yeah. I'm like, eat your goddamn lunch. And then right? dinner is just, Mikey doesn't like dinner. Zach loves it. Every night at dinner with Mikey is a nightmare and pe- mm. multiple people cry. And it's just always going to yeah. be that way. Sleeping yep. with your children. I love it. And I wish I didn't. And I did it last night and <laughs> it was a nightmare. Wait, so where was Josh? Was he with Josh? you? Yep. All three of us slept like in the queen last bed? night. Family bed. Mikey won't sleep with us. Mikey hates sleeping with us, refuses to sleep with us. He has since he was a baby, but my older one couldn't fall asleep last night. And so he slept in our bed. And then Josh usually moves him out because Josh comes to bed later than I do. But Mm -hmm. he didn't move him out last night. So all three of us slept in the queen bed last night. It was intense. But I secretly like when Josh is gone, I love sleeping with Zach, even though I get horse shit sleep. Yep. I still love it because he's my baby. Oh, see, I what love cuddling. I love cuddling. I do not like sleeping with my kids. I don't sleep do at all. Ever and then I have them. that. So the first time my son was, I don't know, 18 months and he had some speech issues. So he had a hard time communicating and he was like fussy crying. And it was like five in the morning. So it's like, we could get up, but we're not quite ready. So I put him in the bed and he barfs all over me in my bed. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with that. Never again. Yeah. He has slept with us on like vacation. Yeah. Or he has slept with us as a huge reward. Like we almost always let him on New Year's. Yeah. As like a treat kind of fun thing. But and I think your avenue is the health. Your avenue is the way you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to let your kids sleep with you. And oh, I, I slept with my so my dad traveled like Josh does. Um, probably more. He was most days out of the week. And <laughs> I loved my dad. But when he would travel, I would get excited because we would get to sleep with my mom. And my yeah. brother wouldn't always pick two, but I would sleep with her. And I would take my arm and my leg and drape it over the side of her body. He, Zach does too. Yes. And it's so warm and delicious. Uh-huh. Like, and how do you say no to it? told me later, like she would never sleep. And it was like, 
miserable in the sense of like she didn't sleep, but she never said no. And I always I am your mom. I am your mom because as soon as Zach knows like when Josh is going out of town next and says like, ooh, I get to sleep with mom because he always knows the first night Josh leaves, I'll be weak enough to let him in. And then by like the third night, I'm like, no, I have to sleep. But he puts his arm around my neck and his little foot Mm -hmm. over me and his warm little belly touches up against my back. And it's so valid. But I sleep like horseshit, but I keep doing, I'm your mom. I do it anyway. (laughs) And I don't know if you can fully relate to this one, um, but I'm a big gardener and I love gardening with my kids. It brings me so much joy. And I know it stresses some people out. Um, I know some people who don't even let their kids in their garden. When I say garden, I know depending where you're from, it could be different things. I don't mean like backyard. I know that's like a big European thing. I mean like actual like vegetable fruit garden. I don't care if my kids take off stuff that's not quite ready. We teach them how to respect plants and you don't just destroy them. Like I'm not going to let them stomp all over them, but I love it. And I love teaching them about it. And I just think it's really fun. So that's one that I- And you are really good about that too. Because I remember Jenna's really downplaying her garden. It's like beautiful and has (laughs) irrigation and like a fence and is like stunning. But she just lets my kids go in there and trample around in there. And I was was like, oh my God, that garden's so beautiful. Why are you letting my ratty little kids (laughs) in there that are going to ruin everything? And she is very open about it. And our gardening has always been- planting some stuff that may or may not grow and it has mm. never been pro- it has never produced anything but it's been strictly play our gardening has always been like oh i grew this this and this we got like one tomato last year but you guys take care of it you rip off the yeah. dead leaves you water it you yeah. figure it out and it's just kind of been their play place it's not by any means a production <laughs> situation yeah. But your garden is so good and you are so good. And your kids learn so much in that garden. My kids yeah. learn in the garden. My kids came home one day and were like, that's an American tree. And I was like, where did yeah. you learn that? And they're like, Brandon told us when of we were walking through did. the woods. And they talk yep. about American trees all the time. <laughs> Which I don't even really know what that is. It might just be something he completely made up. But Who knows? But they are sure. Yes. So you are not too selfish to be a parent. We all have these feelings. Yes. Um, if you want to share us stuff, you share us share with us stuff you love doing or things you don't love doing or whatever we would love. Oh, I love that. I didn't even think about that. Let's do like a, I hate doing this with my kids and I love doing this with my kids. And if you want to offer us like ways to make something that maybe moms love more kid friendly, like I just Mm -hmm. tried reading my book to my kid and I thought I was going to traumatize him and he loved it. Like if yeah. you've had an experience like that where you're like, this is something I love to do. Here's how to do it with your kids or here's how to work out with your kids and make it fun. Right. We'd love to hear that too because we're also learning. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to us. Yeah. And so don't feel bad. And also I want to say that it comes in seasons. I feel like there's seasons. There's times yeah. where I have to say no, no, no to my kids because yep. either I have a lot on my plate or they're in some kind of development stage where that's what they're craving or that's what they're wanting or they want you to yeah. set a boundary. So don't feel bad because it will pass. We I'm just traumatized that you like arcades and I don't know how our friendship comes back from this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect because when the world opens up, I can take the older to the arcade 
and oh you can God, take the that. younger and bake with the younger ones. And we'll oh have my God, that's my dream. <laughs> and yeah, me and the younger kids will just eat chocolate and pistachios and gossip while you yep. guys go to the stinking arcade. Ugh. That is my daughter's love language is pistachios and chocolate. And Janelle knows we, that so those are much our two that favorite she gave foods. it to her for her birthday. And she was like, my favorite. Because pistachios <laughs> and chocolate are my favorite food. So it's not hard to remember someone else's favorite food. Right? Yep. Um, And so remember to call your therapist. And take your meds.